Okay, that sounds okay. It's very, like, I'm very down. Like, there's, it must have turned off because I just gently touched it because it's barely, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) No. Like, barely dialed up, just the slightest dial up to get to where it's not screaming at you. On the game? Uh Uh-huh. Huh. I need to install my better microphone. I got it in the mail. I just haven't done it. Oh. Okay. Is this another Patreon episode? (laughs) Whoa. I got lots to say. As you're eating ravioli? What are you you stuffing in the old pie hole there? So it's a burrito, frozen burrito. I think it's called Tina's Big Burrito. Okay. And it is, it's a long burrito. Yeah, it's weird. When I think of people making burritos, I don't think of someone called Tina. I do. Mm, I mean, okay. First of all, I just, maybe it's sexist. I just imagine it's a dude. Making burritos? Yeah. Why would that be? I don't know. It's like it's a, it's a big, dirty, you know, phallic food. Mm. that some, like, big guy with hairy arms is going to make. Well, when it's marketed to us. Hmm. I mean, burrito burrito isn't 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 girl food, though. Women aren't, like, jazzed on burritos. Like, people love a product that's like Mike's. You know, Mike's burrito. Right? Yeah. Well, if you say it like that, I'll buy anything. But, like... Like, I'll buy a Dove body wash if you're like, Dove. Dove body wash. Get the stink off. But, like, in actuality, it's just something every, you know, Mexican mom would make, many of whom are named Tina. I mean, burrito is, like, way oversold as Mexican food. Where do, the, where do like, actual Mexicans make burritos? Like, California? That's about it. I think it emerged in the San Diego era, area, right? What, what? There's a guy who invented the burrito. In San Diego? I don't know if it was San Diego. I feel like San Diego was the first U.S. city that went crazy for them. Well, it seems it seems very much like California food. It's not like you're not going to Mexico City and getting the burrito. I'm making this right? up. I'm making all that up. That can't be true. No, no. I, I mean, you know, uh, Jose Burrito invented it in San Diego. And well, I'm sure this story century. is out there. Mm-hmm. But like... Research it and uh, let us know. Food stories like that are like 90% flim-flam, right? Sure. Like, if you look up, like, who invented the hamburger, right? Yeah. There's like 10 restaurants in America that claim that. Sure. And you'll go there, and it's like a tourist trap, and they make it like they used to or something, right? They they make it like the original original one, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it's like some weird bread. Because no one thought of a bun back then, right? It's got to start off the process. Well, that's a fucking patty melt if you don't have the bun. Oh, and then and then they'll have, like, the owner come on, right? And he'll be like, some people say it's a patty melt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, what's up? big... That was a big swig. Want to talk about uh, the Mormon... You recording? What? You recording? Yeah, I've been recording this whole time. Okay, That was good. cold. Just checking. 
What? All that stuff was great. Yeah, it was great. No, it was great. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling good. We got we got good news going. Manchin did his, you know, he undoomed our agenda. Yep. I guess. That's going to work, It's right? all very strange. Strange things are happening legislatively. I don't know what's going on over there. They pulled a fast one on McConnell. Yeah, and then they turned... Who doesn't like that? And they, they all turned into babies about it. Why? The, the Democrats tricked them, right? Their feelings are hurt. <laughs> right. And, and then, like, John Corden was like, this is the declaration of legislative war. And it just seems like none of this is going to be very effective. It makes them look like babies and losers. Right? Yeah, you hope that comes through. I mean... What's the logic of, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna support a gay marriage bill now because the Democrats tricked me. It's like, uh, yeah, fuck you, everyone who's actually affected just, by the law we're gonna pass. Just vote for what you support. Like it's crazy to tell voters like I'm not gonna vote for things that I support anymore. Because <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> like I. Uh, I'm just useless. Like, I'm a useless senator. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to sulk. But it also betrays, like, how, you know, the we can't have a filibuster anymore, I don't think. If we've reached the point where you'll only vote for things you support if the other party is nice to you, or... Yeah, if they agree, like, not to do anything else. <laughs> like... That's that's that makes the filibuster meaningless because you're not even voting for things you like anymore. It's just a two two party dichotomy where they can never accomplish something unless you know, I guess if, unless they have sixty votes or something. I mean, the filibuster is always broken. Right, or just do everything through reconciliation. So it doesn't make any sense to have the filibuster anymore. I I think that like I don't I can't listen to another argument for the filibuster now. Because it's meaningless to use it 100% of the time, even on legislation that's extremely popular. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and maybe the best argument against it is then things just like flip-flop every time power changes, right? Right. There'll be too much change too fast. But, and not even that, it's just like, it'll be like, you know... It'll just be chaotic because it'll be like they'll pass, you know, a law and then we'll be unpassed the next four years. That's the logic, we'll just right? Like, right. But yeah. instead we're in just a situation where uh, nothing can pass ever pass. Laws. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. I, I and mean, there's laws you have to pass to like have a functional government and stuff. Yeah. And they probably like, there's some laws that they're not going to actually repeal like Obamacare. Right. There's some shit that they're they're like it'll probably be harder to like it's crazy to me that they can even not support things that they were gonna support. Like, I mean, is there a limit to what you can do? Like, you know, if you were gonna give like money to like veterans or something like that, like, yeah, we're gonna bump up veterans' health benefits. And then like Democrats pull a fast one and let they're like, you know what? Fuck veterans. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and like, so I know that they're gonna back off. Like I know they're gonna lose here. It has to be a political loser. Yeah. Uh, so they'll, they'll back off and then they'll pass that bill, which is funny because, like, they're not going to get any changes to it now, right? So if they actually did want some changes, they're not going to get them. 
To which bill? The the burn pit bill. Mm. They, they right, claim right. they claim they so, want some like oversight that's not there. But, like it's dumb. Like no one believes them. <laughs> Everyone thinks yeah. that they did it just to fuck them over. And yeah, and like you know that fucking uh, fucking freak up in Maine, right? <laughs> Who's just like, well, good luck Someone passing goes. anything now, right? Yeah, good luck on yeah. that whole gay marriage thing, you know, with what you've done to us. Ah, right. Ah, and she's not saying, I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong, you got my vote, but good luck getting me to convince anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't sell well. So I, I think they'll back off and pass it and then be like, and then pretend they changed it or something. This gave us an extra week to review the text. That's what we needed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good fucking development. People need to know that good things can happen. Do you know about remember that. the Mormon Records Vault that's up in a mountain? I feel like I'm about to find out. It's like a, it's like a, it's what you would expect a vault in the mountain to look like. Mm-hmm. Some big holes in the mountain where you go into the vault and vaults, basically. Okay. And they've got like all this microfilm of everybody's genealogies who's ever been in the church. Is this in Salt Lake City? Outside the city? It's outside the city in some mountain. Mm-hmm. In a mountain. There's actually no mountains in Salt Lake City. No mountains in the city. It's in, more in the Salt Lake area. Right. Where things There's, are flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's salty. It's, it's flat and then a mountain. It's flat, wet, and salty. It's Salt Lake City. <laughs> well, I think the lakes are all dried out now, the Salt Lakes. Oh, no shit. Flat, dry, and salty. Okay, so we're in the mountain. There's microfilm. It's a vault. And apparently, here's here's where, you know, here's where I'm confused. These vaults have 50 employees. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that seem high to you? Mm, I don't know. I mean, big archive? It's a little high. It's an archive of, like, but, like, what do they do there? You know... Archival stuff. You gotta, you gotta like archive it. You gotta make like, gotta make like a archive tag for it, and it's got like, you know, letters. But surely that's been done by now. They're getting new stuff though, probably. How how much stuff do you get in a day at the Mormon vault? Well, there's a lot of Mormons, you know. Um, Auntie Helen passed, and we opened this chest Dude. she had, and. You're or, you're hmm. at, you're doing like a hundred records a day, maybe, right? A hundred records a day. Yeah. Okay. So you got fifty employees. Yeah, two per person. That seems fair. Two per person. Yeah. You got twenty five people a day. Fifty people. <laughs> no, you got. They got one person doing the records each day, right? Oh, okay. So what's everyone else? You got a janitor or something? <laughs> right. Right. Someone's mopping the floors. Okay, okay. You have, like, it's their archives, right? There's a cafeteria. So you probably have guards. How many guards do you have at the Mormon vault? (laughs) 20. 20, right? You'd be like, fuck it. Let's go overboard, right? Yeah. Like, I think there's three entrances. It's like seven armed guards per entrance, right? Sure. And you get, like, the frostiest, nastiest Mormons you can find to do that, right? Like they'll fuck your shit up if you're not authorized mm-hmm. to be in there. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that still leaves like 29 employees. I bet you there's lots of busy work, right? Probably. I mean, yeah. Right? Like, you have a guy who's just supposed to walk down the... Do, like, spot checks on all the drawers, right? Mm-hmm. If you were that guy, right, and one day you, like, pull the drawer open, and instead of microfilm of genealogies, it was just a dildo, right? What do you do in that situation? Hmm. What kind of dildo? Um. Like an old... No, it's big black yeah. dildo, very new. Modern. So I know it's a modern. It's not part of the, <laughs> it's not part of the archive. Right. Right. Big black. I'm not crazy about the black, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I'm you know, aren't they a little racist? Well dildos aren't like a black dildo. Do you think that's a black dude's penis? I don't think of it that way. You don't? Is it like one of the... Because there's different kinds of dildos, right? Well, yeah, I guess if, if it's, it's if it's realistic... Oh, a realistic you know, black like, dildo? Yeah, I'm not talking about like an obsidian, um, <laughs> you know, dildo. That's what I like meant. A jet black. That's what I meant, like, like a jet, jet black, like big dildo, okay? Okay, I don't know why... I thought that made it more modern but, as well. Okay. Right, like... Like, that's more modern than, like... You know, what i probably do is, like, I would just, like, you know, call people. I'd be like, guys, okay, guys, come here. Like, okay, who left the dildo in You think that's the attitude at the Mormon vault? I don't know. Probably, they're probably more uptight, right? (laughs) I mean, maybe the, maybe the ultimate Mormon thing to do is just to like close the drawer. Close the drawer. Forget about it. Walk away. Uh-huh. That's a move, right? Mm-hmm. Another move. Especially if it's someone high up in the church, you think it might be? You're right that, remember you're a Mormon, right? So your brain's kind of <laughs> your brain has lots of repression and Mormon stuff floating around in it, right? Sure. So if you open that up and you see a dildo, right, you're probably mm-hmm. in a panic, right? Yeah. At the same time, I don't want to, like, overdo the stuffiness of Mormons because you're the ancestors of, you know, many women who could be talked into, like, three ways <laughs> and four ways. You know what I mean? So, like, there's a little freaking you <laughs> waiting to come out. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, one option is you just put it in your pocket, go home with it, right? Yeah, maybe. If you do that, no one ever knows it was there. Well, someone knows. Someone who might want it back. Well, that's going to be looking for it. That's where it gets interesting. Now the question yeah. becomes am I going to solve this mystery? And that's where you have, I think, a feature film. Is this the plot to Under the Manor of Heaven? <laughs> No. Okay, because that, I mean, I I am interested. (laughs) Right, that would be interesting, right? That would get you interested in the show. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Watch some horny Mormons. But like... Finding dildos in their vaults. Yeah, anyone could be a suspect, right? How did, uh, how did this all come, like... Maybe you pick up the dildo and look at it, right? 
And then, like, later in the movie, someone sends you a picture of you holding the dildo. <laughs> man. I feel, I feel sorry for Peter, man. Like, having, having to edit this. <laughs> He's like, what am I doing with my life that I'm working on this? Oh, my God. How did this come up? Did you visit a Mormon vault? Well, Mormons come up all the time. Yeah. Right? And then I was like, hey, don't they have some fucking like thing in a mountain and you have to pay money and then they put your soul there? But that's not quite it. They have their genealogical records. Mm. My understanding is that there are hassles involved in getting your family into the genealogical record. Yeah. Because if it's not there, I don't think they let you become Mormon, right? Do you have Unless to like, you, like, marry a Mormon. Yeah. Hmm. So that answers that. That's how you wanted to know I was thinking about that. Sorry, I kind of zoned out. Um, <laughs> uh, Mormons. <laughs> you don't have to talk about Mormons anymore. Okay, we're done with Mormons? Yeah, we have a topic list just for this occasion, dude. You go to the fucking topic list, and then we go, get That's going. That's what I was doing, Matt. Mormon vault. Yeah, I texted you about it. Is Mormon vault fleshlight. Well, I was thinking of fleshlight. But then you switched it to a dildo. Yep. It's fascinating to be able to see your process like this. <laughs> <laughs> How normal people watch porn. That This one intrigues me. Yeah. So, like, it seems like, how does the average person consume porn? The average heterosexual American, how do they consume porn? Very hornily. Oh, no. But how do they do it? Like, what's... Um, how does the average person consume porn? Um... I don't know. Uh, you go to your computer, you load up you some porn. You go to porn. your computer, you think the average person is going to a computer? Yeah. No way. No. Nowadays? Phone. Oh, it's on their phone? Gotta be phone nowadays, right? Yeah, you don't just want the big screen, though? Again, I don't think the, the average... The average person. Okay. The median porn user. Right. Is on their phone now. Nowadays, well... You think? I mean... Do you think porn is more visited on the phone or on the computer? Phone. Than like, because for normal websites, it's like, I think it's like 50-50, right? Maybe mobile is a little more now. Maybe it's like 60 Do you think mobile. people are more likely to use their computer because using their phone feels icky to them? No, because like the, you want a big screen. So you can see all the, <laughs> you know, make use of that HD. Do you watch movies on your phone? No. Why not? <laughs> well, because you want the big screen. Yeah. Right. So when you're fucking, you know, watching Selena plus Chef making risotto, like you need the HD. Uh huh. But then you're gonna watch two people fucking for gratification. And you're like, eh, my phone is fine. Not ideally, right? <laughs> okay. So I. So then, why ideally, wouldn't... you'd be watching it on a huge big screen TV. Mm -hmm. You know. You're on like a vibrating couch, right? Wow. But you can't do that in day-to-day -day life. You can't flip on the TV and stream porn to your TV, right? 
No, that's why that's why I say computer. But where are you doing where are you like taking this computer? Well, I mean, how about the room you're in right now? Could you not load some porn and crank one out? I mean, I could. But how many people have laptops versus how many people have phones? I mean, it's possible we could pull metrics from Pornhub, but anyway, uh, where are we going with this? Well, when they're like, do they, are they like, I'm going to watch porn now. Is that what they do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> are they like, hmm, you know what? They make a conscious decision. Yeah. Like they're like, hmm, you know you what? You think they're just... They're just kind of like going through some clickbait articles. Oh, you know what I bet happens a lot? What? Have you seen these fucking videos that they put on Facebook? It's like the clickbaitiest video oh, ever. Yeah, the new like, because they're trying to be like TikTok. Yeah, it's like, so it's like a chick and um, she's like in a bikini or something. And then she's got like a sign. She's like, my boyfriend doesn't know dot, dot, dot. And then she gets yeah, the I next know, sign. Yeah, I know what we're talking about. And it goes on for like 35 minutes and you never get to see her naked. Uh-huh. I bet those videos, you know, people start watching them and they're like, fuck this, Pornhub. <laughs> and then just blah. <laughs> okay. I bet that happens sometimes. <laughs> so they go, fuck this, Pornhub. And then just like, you know, like seven high definition, like close up extreme porns in their face. And they're just like, yeah. So I I think, I think it is true that the average porn consumer is just like, I'm watching porn now. They go on Pornhub. They look at like the front page, right? And then they just mm-hmm. click on something and then they get off. That's it. I think that's the normal way to watch porn. You just load Pornhub and it's like, you know, you know, fucking bondage. No, no, no. It's going to be and, whatever and like the top in the country is. Okay. So, so it'll be like a stepmom who's stuck in a drawer or, <laughs> or you know, a stepsister who needs to get out of a traffic ticket, um, something like that. Oh, I need to pay my traffic ticket. <laughs> How are you gonna do that? Oh, you gonna, it's got like a. You gonna do use money? Yeah. You're gonna use that sweet ass. It's got like a QR code on it. The traffic ticket. Yeah, it's a traffic ticket. Are you doing it right now? No, I'm setting a reminder. Okay. Let's see what the top topic on Pornhub <laughs> is. Hot porn videos in the United States. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Vera masturbated cock and wanted me to come in her palms. What? <sighs> you make me repeat it. <laughs> Vera masturbated cock. And wanted me to come in her palms. That's not what I'm seeing. Well, I mean, for you, they have more user data, so it's already tailored. (laughs) I just get the default. But for you, it's like been personalized to your sick fetishes. (laughs) Right? What are you seeing? But that's the thing. For me, it's not. So, like, you can say that, but there's nothing specific about me here. You know? 
I'll be the judge of that. Uh, unfaithful wife having a good time with her stepson as she slobbers his big shaft. Oh, oh my God. That's like, you're always talking about that. <laughs> no, I'm not. You got like some serious stepson. Cherry Barbie rides wife. Lucky Gamer while playing Call of Duty. I'm not into that. <laughs> I don't play Call of that's, Duty. That's hilarious that there's like nerd fantasy porn. Right. They're like, woman shows interest in man who plays video games. Yeah. Or like, there's like lots of that ones. Whatever there happened. are lots of ones where they, they like play the game. Right. And then while you're fucking them. They, they play the game. Yeah. They're like playing some game and they're clearly not because their thumbs are just bobbing up and down the whole time. Like going crazy. Right. You know, that's an acting challenge is to play a game, but not play a game. You know, <laughs> that's the porn role of a lifetime <laughs> uh, but yeah so yeah that is a genre for sure mm. you could almost say that genre is hot right now probably there's like a there's like a new site for it yeah I feel like a genre that would be hot would be like twitch streamer uh-huh. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's a lot of that. Yeah. You know. People like uh horny guys love the idea that like the woman on their TV will start fucking. Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. any scenario you can present to them where like everything is the same except they're fucking, there's like a genre of guy who wants to see that. Like there's a whole genre of Japanese porn where it's like the host for a news program has to continue doing the program while she's having sex with, like, lots of guys. Oh, wow. that's sounds kind of good. <laughs> well, leave it to the Japanese, man. God bless them. <laughs> I think it's, uh, you know, because to me, the unsexiest thing is that, like, porn stars are supposed to have sex on porn videos, which just, like, is... A real turn off. What? Like, it's not, it's not like interesting because it's like, it's like, you know, dog bites man. You're like, eh, like that's what you expect. Like, of course, a porn star is going to make a porn video, right? <laughs> so it's, it's not a bit like, of a truism. yeah, so it's not like, it's not like sexy. So you want to, but you get someone who isn't a porn star and, you know, through some, you know, like series of events, they end up having sex on video or like whatever. Then like, ah, like that's interesting. It is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, amateur sex tapes. So that's a whole different deal. I mean, that's a genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like who would you rather see naked? A stripper or just like your waitress? <laughs> in the abstract? Uh, in the abstract. I mean. A stripper or that waitress. Naked in front of me at the restaurant? I mean, it doesn't have to be the restaurant, but it could. Where am I seeing these people naked? Um, a party after, a pa- after the event, <laughs> after the dinner or strip session. <laughs> okay, let me, let me try another Set? way. Let me try Gig? To- okay, so let's say there's an attractive waitress who is serving me a meal. Uh-huh. And then there's like a stripper 
walking around the strip club in like an evening gown. Okay. So I haven't really seen either one of them naked. Okay. I really think that my desire to see them naked is entirely a person-by-person basis. Oh, yeah, okay. So I might see a stripper in an evening dress at the strip club and want her to see her naked more than anyone else I've ever seen before. <laughs> wow. You see what I'm saying? So it doesn't it doesn't matter to you that like tens of thousands of people potentially have seen her naked. No, it doesn't. Cuz it like why would why would that matter? Um because there's like a hook in your brain that like oh. you know adjusts like for promiscuity and then you've rated it as less valuable. I guess. <laughs> I, I didn't do that. You don't have that. <laughs> And like, you know, that's part of the thrill of the strip club is uh, you might see that lady in a, in an evening dress and uh, you can see her naked, like really easily. You don't even have to pay. Just look around and wait until she's on a main stage, you know? Yeah. You have to pay to get in, right? Oh, there's always a cover machine. Yeah. And not just letting any bum off the street in. Well, I guess there's sometimes there's no cover. Like at noon. That's sad. At like noon on a Wednesday. You shouldn't let people see you naked for free. I mean, you know, unless there's a connection or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's not for free. They've given you the most valuable thing there is, human connection. Oh, yeah. That's all what we all want. I was thinking uh, about, like... We all want to trade human connection for sex. (laughs) That's what we all want. You know, the... The Bowsy Doozy of the week, I guess, is that guy who was like uh, Jamel Bowie, who's like, uh, you know, read this oh, book. That was amazing. Read this yeah. book. Uh, they're giving you snacks uh, at work and making work a fun place to be so you'll work more. It's all a trick, you know? Yeah, you're being exploited by a corporation. You know, uh, and there's many levels of why I think that's wrong. Uh, it's like a great example of how people are, you, you know, live their lives in these academic abstractions, right? Right. Where they don't actually perceive how human beings work, which is no one would actually do that, right? No one would, the reason they're giving you snacks is like, uh, that'll make them happy, right? It's not like, I'm not, you're not tricking them, right? You just want them to stay working at your business. You know, it's not, you're trying to make money, <laughs> right? You're not, they aren't slaves, it's just like you're trying to do your best as a human being in the actual world. And you're like, well, this will raise productivity and they'll work more hours and get paid more. You know? Yeah. And it's not like, you know, the people who work there don't realize that. I mean, I guess some of them kind of uh, get. Especially at like a tech company, away. right? Like all the yeah. people working at that company are like every time like a new thing get, gets added, they're all like, oh, is this worth it? Like, or should they have just given us money? Right. Right. But then like, you know, if you do the right kind of perks, 80% of the people are going to be like, this fucking rocks. <laughs> like, uh, we don't need, we don't need a, you know, the extra 0.1% raise that it would have given us to not have these perks. Yeah. And like, you know, why wouldn't you want to work somewhere that's like fun and nice to work? And you're like, Oh, like I like coming to work. This is great. I mean, like, no, you're being exploited. I mean, theoretically, right? They could make work so pleasurable that you would just do it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And would that be so bad? (laughs) 
Like if it was just a constant orgasm when you were at work, right? Yeah. I like think you that's having... for most businesses. <laughs> 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 but you would just work 24 hours a day. You know, I mean, to... you want customer service reps to be happy, but you don't want them to be like, you know, fully peaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably... It's a great day at, at, at uh, Chase Mortgage, you know. Yeah, you probably, you probably set performance benchmarks, right? So you can't have them in a constant state of orgasm. But you could easily give someone four or five earth-shaking orgasms a day, right? Right. And like in between calls. And like, you know, thank God we have a minimum wage, because otherwise people would do it for free. That would be good. Like that would be good. Like, so there, ha- there has to be some point where it's not exploitation anymore and you're just doing nice things. Yeah. This is that was I love TikTok because it just like distills him down to his um stupid essence. Well, you know, he, you know, I don't I hate the guy. It's just uh yeah, he's not the. Uh, it's just I don't know. It's, it's more funny than anything else. He's real. Do something. Yeah. He wants us to do something. Well, I don't know. He, he kind of seems to me like a like an like an actually guy. You know, like actually. He is an actually you know, guy, right? He's like everyone's like, yeah, like office perks rule, woo, and he's like, actually, you guys, you're being exploited. <laughs> And everyone's like, shut up, Jamal. <laughs> Jamal. Jim, Jamel. 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 Jamel, Jamal. Well, they're similar. Mm-hmm. We, you know, in English, we don't have this problem. What problem? Well, there's no, we have Steve, but we don't have Steve. You know, we don't have, uh, we've got Dick, but we don't have, like, Pick. <laughs> We have Rick. We have Rick. Dick was not a good example because we have we have Rick and Mick. Mm-hmm. Um, probably all of them. John. Slick. Don. John, Don, Ron, <laughs> Elon. Tony Clifton used to have this bit where he would like, you know, Andy Kaufman as Tony Clifton. And the, the bit was just that um, he, Tony Clifton could say every word that rhymes with another word. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it'd be like, tad, glad, mad, sad, pad. Those are all words. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's such a great example of like Kaufman <laughs> coming up with like the worst possible trick. Like it's the most annoying trick and also the easiest <laughs> mm-hmm. and most tedious. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Andy Kaufman. Your great ideas. No one's come up with ideas that good since... Since ever. I remember growing up, my sister hated the guy because she said that there was one performance where all he did was eat a potato. hmm But then I found out what he did, and it's like... He, like... He, like, uh, you know, said... Uh, it's the Andy Kaufman show, right? And he says, I'm not going to perform tonight. It's going to be Tony Clifton, right? And then he goes into the suit... Uh, sleeping bag and eats a <laughs> eats a potato in the sleeping bag <laughs> but then Tony Clifton comes out and performs as he does that the whole time because uh-huh. sometimes Tony Clifton was his writer right <laughs> and that's funny <laughs> like going to see Andy Kaufman 
and then he's eating a potato the whole time. And Tony Clifton is the main show doing all his bad bits, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's also the kind of thing, you got to try that once, right? Because what if it just kills? Like, what if it's like the funniest thing for audiences ever? <laughs> but people were mad. They were like upset. <laughs> Trump plan for the homeless. Oh, yeah, the tent cities. So apparently... uh, Lying along the roads, that's without the tents. And then you look at the tents and the homeless, and you say, what's happening to this great bastion? Great bastion. Perhaps some people will not like hearing this, but the only way you're going to remove the hundreds of thousands of people, and maybe throughout our nation, millions of people we're talking about, and help make our cities clean, safe, and beautiful again, is to open up large parcels of inexpensive land and the outer reaches of the cities, bring medical professionals, including doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, drug rehab specialists, build permanent bathrooms and other facilities, make them good, make them hard, (laughs) build them fast. And create thousands and thousands of high-quality tents, which can be done in one day, one day. And you have to move people out. Now, some people say, oh, that's so horrible. No, what's horrible is what's happening now. Because now they're in tents, but most of them aren't even tents that function. <laughs> so, oh so, so the first thing about this is his use of the term bastion as like a... <laughs> Like, this is one of the best bastions, right? <laughs> the great bastion. That, that great that great bastion. Top ten, what are your top five bastions? Mm, mm-hmm. uh, McDonald's bathroom is right up there. Sa-Bach. Sa-Bach? Yeah, Sebastian Bach, lead singer of Skid Row. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, isn't, uh, like, free speech the bastion of democracy? Yes. Democracy has multiple bastions, though, right? Mm, yeah, I suppose. Oh, last? The last bastion? The last bastion. That's always the best one. The last bastion. You save the best for last when it comes to bastions. <laughs> I love the way he reads that. It's like... Oh, great You bastion. can tell that he's not, he's not super familiar with the text... Right. And he's kind of trying to like read the teleprompter and he's like hundreds of thousands of medical professionals and doctors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you know, this, this was interesting because it was a policy speech. He hasn't given a policy speech until now. Right. And, yeah. and so like no one talked about that. Right. Like, because because when Trump goes to like a policy conference, no one thinks he's going to talk about policy, right? Right. You think he's just going to talk about like, uh, you know, Nellie Orr and uh, you know, Sally Yates and whatnot, uh, Stacey Abrams. Uh, but like, yeah, so he actually did deliver policy here. And this is it. This is his big policy proposal. <laughs> is to make a tent sanity for the homeless. And it is funny now because he's not president, right? Like if he was president, this would be mortifying. Right. Because it could actually be something he does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And 
And I think a lot of people who thought the whole Trump presidency was funny didn't really realize that, like, yeah, like, they're going to do some of this stuff. Yeah, there was part of me that was kind of like, you know, is it okay to laugh at this? And it's like, uh, but it's like, it's it's so far-fetched him making it happen that uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I can laugh at it. Because, like, first he has to win the primary, then he has to win the presidency, then he has to, like, try to, like, get, and he'll probably be thinking of something else by then. So it's like, it's so far from reality that I can laugh at it. I feel like, you know, people don't, you know, people don't like to think about it, right? Because if you do think about it, then you're a lib. Think about what? Shit got real in his presidency really early because he fired Comey. And once he fired Comey, it was clear that, like, number one, there actually was, like, a really bad scandal already. And number two, like, he had, he was, you know, that's impeachable, right? You can't do that. You can't fire the FBI director because he's investigating you. Right. Right. So, like, our institutions had already been dangerously corrupted because he did it so early in his presidency that nothing could happen to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think everyone was, well, we'll give him that one. Yeah. And, like, hope things work out. But once he did that, like, it was clearly a lawless situation where lots of things were at stake. I think also with, um, you know, people felt good enough about Comey's deputy, what's his name, but... Right. But still, fundamentally, like, the decision to do it, like, him doing that is why we had a Mueller report. Right. Once he did that, like, there was no way to not have an investigation. Yeah. So, like, from that moment on, there was a problem with Trump. It wasn't funny anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really buy that it was ever funny. But also, the other the other thing is, like, he, you know, there was some thought, you know, people were like, Pence will run policy. What policy? Pence. Pence, yeah. He'll run policy and Trump will just cut ribbons and shit. And, but really early on, like, you saw that, like, no, he's going to, like, appoint as many crazy people as he can. And, like, you know, they're going to hold on and appoint, like, four people who sort of are okay, right? So we can relax a little bit. Like, Mad Dog Mattis was actually, like, not a psychopath. Right. You know? he was the so cool that was head. a big relief. Mm-hmm. Rex Tillerson, like, whatever he, business deals he had wasn't a traitor. <laughs> so, like... So like that, people calmed down a little bit, but it was obvious that it wasn't Pence running policy. It was, you know, whoever could fulfill Trump's vanity the most. Yeah. And that was going to change, like, very rapidly, very often. Right. Yeah. How close do you think we were to, you know, not being a democracy anymore? Man. Probably sneaks up on you, right? What happens if it, what what happens if the election comes down to one state? Yeah, like if it was just Georgia. Yeah. Could he have swung it? And then, like... He would have gotten a lot more support if it was just one state, right? Because... It's hard, because the argument breaks down when you're like, oh, yeah, seven Republican states all banded together (laughs) to cheat Trump out of the presidency, right? Yeah, and it's like, why am I going to go out for a limb? Why am I going to go out on a limb for this guy if he's still going to lose, like, the other states? Right. So it's like, yeah, but if he's the acting, you know, he's present right now and he's like one state away. He just I mean, they've already one, stolen it. Yeah. They already, you know, they stole it in 2000, right? Well. They did, right? They did. 
Yeah, I mean, Supreme Court. We never finished ca- we never finished counting the votes because they were able to delay the process long enough, right? Yeah. By cheating, by break, committing crimes, and like if they had simply counted all the votes, you know, Gore wins. That's there were however many provisional ballots, and we were we were making up five hundred votes with provisional ballots in Florida. Like you can lock it up. Like pretty much every time a Democrat loses, they gain. Mm-hmm. Right, because we have more provisional people. Yeah, like they count the provisional ballots in a state that size. We were we were going to make it up and win, and that's why they prevented us from counting them. So they just slowed everything down. Right, and with, then it passed with, like the safe. It passed the safe harbor de- deadline. Right, the Brooks Brothers riot stuff like that. It was all about just gumming up the works, because Bush had the lead, you know, in the first count. So whatever you can do to prevent a second count. And then the Supreme Court's verdict, I mean, uh, we all know that's bullshit. The idea that, you know, oh, like the counties have different voting laws, so, you know, we can't, we can't have a recount. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, shut up. And it's like not, not a principled decision. It's, you know, the decision itself says it has no precedential value. Like, that's, stop fucking with me. Like, that's a coup. Like, that's what they did. Yeah. So that was possible because it was one state. Yeah. So in that scenario, would democracy be worse off? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe this is the worst thing that happened. Maybe this was the worst course for democracy was him losing in this specific way. Maybe, but I doubt it. I mean, I think if you're going to make that argument, you have to say that people are going to pick up the torch and run with the movements, like the anti-democratic movement without Trump. And I just don't know. But if he'd gotten shit-canned, right? Like if, Bi- if Biden had won by 10% in all these states, like he would have been humiliated and probably would have had to concede. I No, he never would have conceded. Do you think he would have refused to concede losing 10% in all these states? Yes. And I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying you're crazy. I think <laughs> Like, I'm raising my eyebrow at you because I think that's an interesting idea. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, I think it's possible. You're right. And, like, there's no scenario where he loses and doesn't say he was robbed. Right. Yeah, no, I totally believe that. Like, he could have taken it to such a ridiculous level that he doesn't even have Newsmax, really, on his side. (laughs) Right? Newsmax calls the election against him. Like, he's going to do whatever he can, Right. I could see that. And, you know, we'd find out how true the cult really is. Like how oh, far. I mean, I mean, I still can't fucking believe they called Italy about satellites changing votes. Right. Like, that's some, like, bizarre ass shit, man. Like, that, that is, like, some literal cult, like, Heaven's Gate fucking. Who the fuck? It's, that's insane. Well, probably some of us like maybe 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 Italy will help us out here, and say like, oh yeah, you know, we forgot about those. <laughs> we forgot about our vote changing satellites. Is that is that, is that your Italian? Hey, we forgot about the satellite that changes the vote, die. Eh? That's perfect. Thank you very much. We make it the pasta. We make it the satellite that changes the votes. Okay. What <laughs> <laughs> more you want me to tell you? Yeah. So. <laughs> So if they're that crazy, there's just no limit. There's no, like, there's no, you know, bar for reality. He could have lost by 90%. He still, he still would have said it would rig, you know, like, 
maybe he he brings less people along with him, but he's never going to say like I was legitimately defeated. Yeah, I guess not. But I think that would have done more damage to Trumpism. Yeah, maybe. I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Like I think I think he doesn't get the nomination again. If he does that. If he loses by that much, it, it makes everything less likely. And then he probably runs as a third party candidate, which would be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh my god! What if he loses the primary and runs third party? That'd be amazing. Why not? Like, isn't that what he's gonna do? Like, if he if he loses the primary, that's gotta be like a thirty percent chance at least. Yeah. That he runs third party. Yeah, I mean, he would do it just to like fuck Republicans over. Right, and and I think that there's like another fifty percent that is just like he's just gonna destroy the party, <laughs> right? Like he's gonna spend like the whole primary doing rallies against the Republican party and like probably airing out some dirt. Mm. He's probably, ha- he's got some good dirt, right? Mm-hmm. Or he'll, he'll just lie too. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Carson hit his mother in the head with a hammer. Right. That wasn't true. Right. I mean, I haven't looked it up. Wait, is that a rumor about him? I don't, I only know is Trump said it. So I assume it's a lie, but. He said that Ben Carson hit his mom in the head with a hammer? Yeah. Did he say this at a debate? I think so, yeah. <laughs> um. and was this before or after becoming a neurosurgeon? I think it was before. <laughs> well. Carson's violent pass, bricks, bats, hammers. Ben Carson says he's soft-spoken now, but he hasn't always been so calm. I can't do Ben Carson voice. Well, as a, it's very as a teenager, very, uh, I would go after like people. It's not like that. It's sleepier. It's it's not effeminate. As, like, te- as uh, a teenager, uh, as a teenager, I would go after people with rocks and bricks and baseball bats and hammers. But not his mom. And of course, many people know the story. When I was fourteen, and I tried to stab someone. Carson said Sunday on NBC's Meet the Press. You know, unfortunately, you know, my life has been changed. He added, I'm a very different person now. Carson's comments came out of Donald Trump as lead opponent for the Republican presidential nomination said at a rally in Miami on Friday that Carson has even less energy than Jeb Bush, who the developer has repeatedly called a low energy candidate. Ben Carson is super low energy, right? He's super low. Super low energy. We need tremendous energy. This is John Travolta you're doing. We need tremendous energy. Carson told NBC's Chuck Todd he thinks people mistake his soft-spoken manner with a lack of energy. I do have a tendency to be relaxed, but I wasn't always like that. I once, I once hit my mom in the head with a hammer. No, no he, he didn't say that. that. Uh, there was a time when, you know, I was very volatile, but, you know, I changed. Let's get to the fucking point, CNN. Uh, it doesn't tell us. Um, Politico, Donald Trump wax Carson for youth story. With Ben Carson wanting to hit his mother on the head with a hammer... Stab a friend in pyramids built for grain storage. Don't people get it? Trump added in a follow-up tweet referencing the retired neurosurgeon's past claims. Oh, a tweet. He tried to harm his mother and friend before seeking redemption. 
as well as his belief that the biblical figure Joseph built the great pyramids of Giza to store grain and not for the Pharaoh's tombs. It's kind of crazy that, you know, back then Trump was knocking him for such a belief as that. Because now it seems right in the mainstream of Republican thought to think some such a thing, right? Yeah, it is. Like it's no, it's no, it's no crazier than Trump saying we should inject disinfectant into our lungs. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like it's really Christian nationalist kind of stuff. But I feel like it wouldn't be a problem at all now. He wouldn't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like he'd be like, that's true. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he might even think it's true when you say it. Right? <laughs> like that's where he is yeah. mentally now. He's like, he's like, I remember that before from before. Forgets he made fun of Ben Carson for it. And it's just like, it must be true because I have some recollection of it. And then he like thinks he discovered yeah. it. <laughs> no one thought about this before. Everyone thought the pyramids were for pharaohs. They said, "You know what? Maybe they were for grain." Do you think it, you think he's going to win the primary? Yeah, I think the most likely outcome is that Biden beats Trump again. Boy, we're all so excited for that race. And then, oh my the god, can we have like outcome? three presidential debates with them again? <laughs> This is like Christmas. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's the most likely outcome. And the second most likely is Trump wins and is president again. And then every other outcome is like exotic, unpredictable. I feel like he's not going to win the nomination. Yeah, I could see an argument for that. But who's going to beat him? That I don't know. But... Someone, someone who's not oh, running interesting. yet. Oh. Like, Predicted actually agrees with me this time because Trump is in the lead, but he's 43%. Huh, okay. So Predicted's like the same. They're like, you know, somebody's going to beat him, but don't know who. DeSantis know. is 36. Nikki Haley is five. Pence is five, you know, et cetera. Ted Cruz is at three. God, I hate Ted Cruz. He's such a despicable person. You know what I mean? But like, who who out there is going to go to the debates and actually compete against Trump and not just say nice things about him the whole time? I mean, I don't know. Like, do you don't think there's a line like DeSantis could walk where he's like... Uh, walk in the line. And, walk in the line and you lose, man. Yeah. If you don't go up there Guns and say blazing. that Trump that Trump was a bad president, you're not going to win. He goes up there and he's like, "Donald, you lost. Go home." But here's yeah, but like, what's going to happen is they're going to go up there and they're going to be trying to do what you say, right? They're going to be like, "While I respect what Donald Trump did, you know, we need to look forward, uh-huh. right?" And then the next thing he's going to be is be like, you're a faggot and your mom is fat, yeah. right? And then it's c- going to go back to them and they're going to be like, sir, while I respect what you did as president, I just don't feel like... I don't feel like my lose, fatness is right? relevant to the debate. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but like, that's how it's going to be. It's not going to be... Um, 
you know, you have to actually meet Trump where he is and criticize him to beat him, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because, like, they tried that desperately in the last stages of the uh, Republican primary in, you know, 2016, but uh, it didn't work, right? I don't know why, but... Yeah, it didn't work because he was the best candidate then. <laughs> like, he was just winning. He won the yeah. whole way, right? So everything they tried failed. But they also tried being nice to him, right? Yeah. So that didn't work either. <laughs> so um, the logical thing to do is to, you know, attack the record of this person who failed horribly along all these dimensions, is a traitor, right? Embarrassed the country, tried to get people on the stage killed, right? There's going to be people up there who could have died because of him. Pence is probably going to fucking run. Mm -hmm. Seems like Pence is going to run, which is yeah. insane. Um, but he's acting like it. Maybe Pence will run and just, like, play that role of blasting him. Like, okay, could it, you think it's shake out like this? Like, Pence runs. Yeah, he's not that guy, though. What if, what if Pence <laughs> runs, right? We get to the debates, and then he just, like, drops all these bombs on us. About things oh, my God. Well... Is there is there space like someone so someone comes at Trump hard, and then someone else is just like above the fray, and like coasts and like Trump is too damaged by um, the other guy's attacks. I can see it. I can see it shaking out like that because the thing is like you can't. Someone's got to do it though. Someone's got to go to those debates and do that. Yeah, and if not, then he wins. I don't know who that would be. Like Liz Cheney. I mean, Pence just doesn't have it in him, does he? No, he's an yeah. idiot. Pence is so the perfect person to, to do this. it, but he's just a but pussy. But also, like, why is it, if Pence was well, going to do something like that, why is I mean, he testifying? Okay, what about Romney? I mean, he could do it just to, like, but nobody gives a shit what he says, right? I don't know. Maybe Romney's the option, dude. Maybe he's the only guy who could do you it. Just, like, join the debate to play spoiler and be like, you know, fuck Trump. No, I mean, I, I think he would join it to win it. But he's not going to win it. You sure? Romney? Like, no. I mean, he's not popular, is he? What is Romney's approval rating with Republicans? But he's he's running against, like, Trump, right? So the question is, how much of the Republican Party can he get to win primaries? Because he's going to fucking win New Hampshire. Like, there's states he's going to win if he runs. So if he does, if he wants Trump to lose, he probably should plan on winning. I mean, yeah, Romney. See what I'm saying? Because like, it's not like he could run in a way where he's like, "Don't actually vote for me." But if he does run, he's gonna accidentally win some states and make it easier for Trump right. to win. Yeah, fair point. I mean, Trump's he's he's still super popular, so. I don't know if uh, you can do, like, full frontal assault. Well, I mean, another thing about all this is, like, he's old. Yeah. It's possible that he can't actually run for president anymore. We don't know that. Yeah. It's possible he won't. You know, it's possible he might enter it. Like, he might, he might feel like he's beaten the rap, and he's a free man, and he's rich, and he has this cult, and that's enough. Mm. I don't believe that he has it, like an absolute desire to run again. I think it's a complicated decision for him. 
And he definitely wants to announce he's running because then he can raise money. Mm. But I'm not 100% sure he wants to do this again or thinks that doing this again will be good for him legally. Hmm. I mean, what motivates him? It's like, you know, fear of failure, revenge, uh-huh. mm, power attainment. Right. I think, you know, the only thing that really cuts against him running is, is fear of failure. Um, but I don't know. I mean... But I, I take the other side of it. I don't see him losing a primary. Not with these candidates. But things can change, you know? Like, maybe in a year, there's someone who's obviously can do it. Mm, true. Maybe it'll be Herschel Walker. We have a new class of senators coming in. My thinking is that people just, like, are going to be tired of the Trump show. And they'll find think, they'll find some way... You would think... To just be like, like, I think they'll be like, you know, he's great, but we need to move on or something like that. What a relief it would be if he doesn't run. Like that last day where he couldn't actually get on ballots, that would be such a relief, right? Yeah. Just like a peaceful mountain scene in your mind, (laughs) you know, (laughs) looking up at the Mormon vault. It's 50 employees. 50 employees just singing and dancing. Drake it there. Cold caffeine has to be they cold. They can't. They can't have caffeine. What are you talking about? I thought. It, I thought they could do it if it was a really? soft drink. Hmm. But they can't do coffee. That's what I always wow. understood. Maybe that's just like some Mormons <laughs> who are like, "Hey, I can't drink coffee because that's what they had back then." Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't have that's, coffee. Those are like the reform Muslims. They're like, well, soda <laughs> never hurt anyone. Well, I was just thinking today that like Mormonism is like. Um, like a parody of Judaism. Oh, yeah. They're the chosen people. Because they're like a tribe and they're persecuted, right? But they're also like made by a con man. Well, Moses was a con man? What? Uh Uh-huh. And like, you know. And then I was thinking that Islam is sort of like a gritty reboot (laughs) of Judaism, you know? (laughs) Like their prophet has more of an edge, right? Because he's a Uh warlord. And, you know, there's more drama. There's more, you know, drama in the history of right. the religion in terms of, like, warfare. Yeah. Right? So it's like you're... And Christianity is like the fucking hippie commune where Jesus right? is like, hey, yeah. guys, like, the real revolution is the one that happens in your heart, okay? <laughs> so praise God and, you know, just be cool. <laughs> We could put a button on it there, man. All right. Yes, sir.